This is AutoLine Extra, available exclusively on the internet. Here again is John McElroy. Welcome to our continuing discussion of all the turmoil in the automotive industry, now more global, of course, with Rebecca Lindland from IHS Global Insight and Paul Halterman from CSM Worldwide. Uh, Paul, let's talk a little bit more about outside this country. How is this, this turmoil impacting? Let's start with Europe. What's been the impact there? Well, we're already starting to see the market slow down. We're already starting to people see OEM sh uh, closing down factories. And, uh, the Some people have warned that there could be a collapse of the European car market. Well, do, do you see that in your forecast? It, it, well, it's not in our forecast. I mean, I'm, we're not going <laughs> to forecast doomsday scenarios. But uh, if credit doesn't start to move, this is not just a U.S. thing. If credit doesn't start to move over there, they can't lease and sell cars either. So uh, this is a global issue. Well, we're already seeing it in Spain. Mm -hmm. Spain has double-digit declines this year because they're much more of a finance company, finance country. And so they finance more of their vehicles. I think in September, it, sales were down 42 for the industry in Spain? Yes. So we're seeing it, it's it's a it's not necessarily each country has, has a little bit different issues, but you know the UK housing, the Irish, the Ireland housing. I mean, we are seeing a lot of the same economic foundations that got us into trouble. So we're we're seeing that as well. Uh, VW's uh, brand that's already having difficulties in the marketplace. And what does that do to slow down the juggernaut that uh, uh, that uh, Vinterkorn and Vita King have going on there right now? So, what about? Um, say like Fiat, which has been on this amazing turnaround right. this decade. Can, right. can they keep that going? Uh, well, they're going to have a more difficult time because they were looking at you know, bringing Alfa Romeo back to the U.S. and they don't really have a dealer network for that unless they buy into it in some way, shape, or form. You know, and I think that it's just the idea that with a global contraction, you can't look to individual regions for your new profitability, new revenue, new, new opportunities. And a company like Fiat is mainly, uh, their, the vast majority of their clients base our entry-level lower right, segment exactly. buyer who are going to be the first ones that are going to get impacted right. uh, in this kind of a downturn. Especially, again, if you can't get credit. And and also, the the idea of, of financing a vehicle was unheard of you know, a couple, just a couple years ago in a lot of these emerging markets and, and in, in Europe. And now, it's much more the norm. And so there, again, you have a vulnerability issue where, where consumers don't have cash on hand to buy the vehicle. Some people say, hey, when times are bad, that's the, the best time to get into a business. So if what, you what have I'm, money. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's it. Is that the key reason why Alfa Romeo would not be coming into the U.S. market? Cash. Cash on hand. What, what are you going to spend your money on? You know, I mean, that's, you know, that's why Warren Buffett is, buy, is buying everything right now, because he's got cash on hand. But if you don't have cash on hand, you need to be very careful and look ahead and say, if I can't get more cash, what do I have to support right now? And trying to convince the board that you're going to expand into countries that aren't growing as much as you thought they were, there's just a lot of backpedaling going on. And I'm going to have to hang out of the cash I have because I don't know what tomorrow's going to exactly. bring. Exactly. Sure. Right. So, what, what's all turmoil doing with the market in China, which has been the engine of growth? Oh, it, it, the, the growth there has been huge, double digit, you know, every quarter, every quarter. Well, now last quarter, we don't have a double digit growth and uh, things are starting to slow down. And what's interesting is, frankly, a lot of the indigenous Chinese manufacturers are seeing, seeing the impact the most. And many of those guys have built their business plans on this continued double digit growth. 
it, this might actually be uh, something to spur on the consolidation in the Chinese market that everybody has anticipated was going to happen there. Because there's what, hundreds still there's, of there's, there's hundreds. almost There's almost a hundred viable manufacturers. <laughs> right. <okay? laughs> and there's over 10,000 suppliers. And you know, those ranks need to be reduced drastically. And that's a positive. You can take yes. a positive from that. There's a lot of synergies and a lot of efficiencies and you can make profitable, profitable business because you're forced into it. Mm -hmm. But it, so that's a good thing. But if you build your business on double digits, you know, that you're just not going to see that anymore. I think the big thing, too, is we have to plan for a bad 2009. Everyone was caught so much off guard and so surprised by what we've seen that it's it's only responsible business tactic to plan for a really bad 2009. Hopefully we can get a bonus somewhere in there <laughs> and it won't be as bad, but you're a lot better off planning for it. And what this is going to do to maybe Gili's plans to come to Mexico or FAW's plans to come to, to Mexico. To expand into Mexico. They're in there already a little bit, but they're certainly not going to see as much growth. Yeah. You know? So, again, it's this idea of just scaling everything back. A any good markets out there? Brazil? Brazil's been so red hot. There's little pockets here and there, but again, this 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 whole global, global credit, credit issue is going to start to constrict all those good news stories out there. We've been working for so many years on global globalization. Oh, spread everything around. Well, now that means all the cogs can stop at once. <laughs> I guess it's because we never have seen the whole world economy come to a stop all at once. Well, you know, when we look when you look back at the recessions that we've had, they hadn't been as global. As, as this one they is. They started in a region and then and then they, they spread out. Now we have a situation that's happening really... Overnight, right. too. I mean, it was very sudden, too, that suddenly you couldn't borrow money and it was a global issue. But, you know, the Europeans are blaming us because we were the ones oh. with, with the bad mortgage <laughs> writing that the, that their banks, you know, got I've suckered into buying. I've been over there buying. for weeks. <laughs> I have been over the last, the last, last eight weeks or so. I spent half of my time there. I've had to make a lot of excuses and explanations and, and, and talk about why we're in the situation that, that we're in right now, right? <laughs> if only. <laughs> well, good. Well, Paul and Rebecca, thanks so much for sticking around and talking more about this turmoil that the industry is going through. It's fascinating.